Does your soul call for a life overseas? Is your mind curious about traveling abroad for professional or life-changing experiences? Or you just have a tingling sensation of experiencing the unknown? Hello world, this is Joshua Best, your host of Why We Travel, the podcast where we take a deep dive into exactly that, the motivations behind why we travel and the stories behind it. Today, you're listening to Season 1, Episode 5, Why We Grind, The Magic of Muay Thai featuring Kashan, professional Muay Thai fighter, rapper, and manga protagonist born and raised in Washington, D.C. and currently based in Bangkok. Now, meeting Kashan was part manifestation and part the Instagram algorithm doing its job. Last year, while living in Bangkok, he had come across my feed, and when he did, I saw another brother in Thailand who not only seemed to be an anime lover like me, but you could tell from his profile alone that he was truly immersed into the culture of Muay Thai. Fast forward to over a year later, I thought to reach out to him for the purpose of this podcast and was more than happy I did because we got to chop it up not only about his life as a Muay Thai fighter, but the importance of cultural immersion, education, hip hop, and even anime inspired politics. Thanks for coming in today. You mind introducing yourself? I'm Kashan. I'm a Muay Thai fighter and rapper. Okay. And where are you originally from? Uh, Washington, D.C. So what brought you to? Uh, Thailand. Oh, I wanted to do Muay Thai. So, like, I just wanted to go to the motherland of the art. Mm-hmm. Above all, um, you're just not really authentic unless you go to Thailand and train at some point in your life. So, you started it back in DC? Yeah, in the DC area. So, I, I think I never heard about Muay Thai until like I saw like Ong Bak, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, Ong Bak fire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ong Bak is so fire. You know, so yeah. I, I was like, so I'm curious, like, you know, because I don't think it's as popular as like Kung Fu and all that. So, like, how did, how did you come across it? To tell you the truth, when I first heard the term Muay Thai, I heard it in reference to UFC, right? And I saw these guys in the UFC. I was like, if this is Muay Thai, I'm never doing this shit. Like, it just looked horrible, bro. Like, right. it just looked sloppy, right? And it didn't have that clean aesthetic that you'll see in something like karate and kung fu where it just looks like totally regimented in like the kata and whatnot. So I was looking for like orderliness right. and Muay Thai just looked all over the place. But I met a teacher in the, in uh, Maryland, uh, Master Sam. He's like been my teacher since day one. Mm-hmm. And he's from Thailand. Like he's like Muay Thai is amazing. And when I saw Muay Thai from him, I was like, this is what I always was looking for. Mm-hmm. So the Muay Thai representation that I saw in the UFC, it made me never want to do Muay Thai. Right. But when I saw the real Muay Thai, I was like, I was born to do this, like straight up. And then, so it sounds like, like, I know mean, you had words like regimented and such, like, so what kind of discipline do you think uh, it instilled in you? Oh, man, it's just like resilience. Like, I like, I like the discipline, though. Some people, like, they may have trouble with discipline because it seems like uh, restrictive. But I feel like in the discipline, you can accomplish whatever. You need this discipline to accomplish anything. It's not just martial arts. And that's the beauty of martial arts. Like, you won't really see full results unless you're disciplined. You can get stronger, but what about your technique? You can get faster, but what about your strength? You can get faster and stronger, but what about your form? Like, what about your endurance? Like, what about your conditioning? Like, th- like there's always something to improve, and you just have to be diligent to get better. There's no cheat code. It's like a never-ending process. Or yeah, there's, there's no cheat code. And, and like, you, you kind of show yourself that you're, um, you're competent. Every day you're showing yourself that you're competent because you see yourself getting better. So for anyone that has like, doesn't feel like self-esteem, like if you just do martial arts, you'll watch yourself get better in a month. And there are ways you can track your progress. You know what I mean? And then so 
how did so then what was the transition like doing it back in DC and then coming to Thailand and doing it? I think to tell you the truth, the first time I came here and did Muay Thai, like it was just like I was ready for it because like my teacher was good. Like he taught us already what it was like, you know what I mean? And um so when I first came to Mo- to Thailand, I went to a gym called uh Kiat Kam Torm gym. Um, in Lat Prao, I believe, uh, Ramintra. And I didn't have a hard time adjusting because, like, I was already diehard into Muay Thai. And um, it's just the way my teacher taught us, you know what I mean? So I was already well-adjusted. And then, and then so as a black man now, you know, I think at least as a as a black man traveling, that's, like, one thing in my mind. Like, all right, how am I going to be received mm-hmm. uh, in this country? So, like, I'm curious, what's your experience not only being in Thailand, but then Exactly that, like practicing Muay Thai, which is a very traditional art form for them. I feel like I'm overwhelmingly positive, but to be careful of at times as well, because um, just to emphasize finding people that will support you. Right. Because at the end of the day, the culture is different. So you're not going to often face situations of outright like um, cruelty or s- someone saying something really rude outright. Even if you can understand what they're saying, if they're saying it in the language that you can get, like the, the treatment's kind of subtle if it would be negative. You know what I mean? So you kind of got to be sharp and discerning and make the effort to build the rapport where you go because you don't really know anything unless you spent time. Like it's easy to make a snap judgment and say, maybe I felt like this happened, but how do you really know? It's very hard to tell. You know what I mean? So I just feel like. I go with my feeling a lot. When I feel welcome, when I feel like I'm being supported, I tend to stay in places like that. Yeah, your intuition knows. And then to that point, like what teachers or gyms do you feel like were most supportive while you're here? Oh man, my, my man Peshanong, first of all, like number one, this this guy, bro. I know him for like six years. And um he's just like an endless uh fountain of, of advice and like like he's a real brother, bro. I don't like straight up. I met him at, at Bulk House Gym first, uh, Bonchamek Gym, and he was just, like, cool since the first day, bro, for six years. Shout out to him. He just won the championship at on um, 1FC. He's the champion of the world now. I'm glad, bro. Bless him, bro. He just been a real one since day one, bro. He a real one, straight up. So, like, I'm big on loyalty and, like, things like that, like, real friendship, bro. He's a real friend. And that's here in Bangkok or somewhere else? Yeah, he, he trains at Fitness 7. So, like, um... He be doing personal training, like everything. He just lit, bro, for real. And then, so what made you then decide that? All right, cool. I'm not only this isn't just a hobby. I want to go pro. It was like the journey of martial arts. It was it just to see, like, to test yourself, bro. Like, I'm always looking for more of a test to see, like, let's get better. In order to get better, like, you really got to put yourself under fire, under pressure. You know what I mean? Everything feels good in theory. Everything can work in theory, but until you test it, I enjoy testing theories, like straight up. Yeah. So, so it's like, and the, and so I guess what's the theory that you're testing? Just like how much you could do or how far you could go? How good I am. I always felt I was good. I, like a lot of things, and, but I'm also willing to put in the time to get better where, where I may see a deficiency. I'm, I'm always willing to do that. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I enjoy life unless I'm doing things like that. I just don't feel like life is enjoyable. Yeah. I respect that. Cause it's like, I'm not only just going to talk about it and, you know, I'm gonna put it under the fire. Also to pass it on to other people. Like I told you, my, me adjusting to Thailand off my first trip, I told you it was easy. I just bought my student here at the beginning of the year. Um, he spent four months here training with me at another gym. And he it's only his first year in Muay Thai. Where's he from? 
The U.S. He's from Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> he he lit, bro. He eighteen. He came out here and turned up, bro. Like so. So I know you have a. You also said you had a, a, a passion for like education and travel, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how how do you see that correlating? You know, because I'm sure coming from Maryland as a young man to Thailand, I'm sure that's like a whole education experience. <laughs> Thank you, man. You 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 got it. Yeah. I just trick people to go to school, bro. <laughs> I just tricked him to go to school, but he just did like a a semester in Thailand, bro. That's all it was. Like, even though it's not a formal semester at like an institution, it's a gym. It's you're still learning a martial arts, a culture. He was in the language school with me too. It's my let me say his name, my boy Vince, uh, Vincent Romano. He was in the language school with me as well. So we signed up at Triple A Language School to get more of a visa and study the language. He's here. He was living at the gym. We learned Muay Thai together at this gym. It was basically. like a field trip, a four month long field trip for him. That's all I want people to do is like, if you want to do something, why would you not go learn from the best? Why would you waste your time like reinventing the wheel? Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't think that's enjoyable. Like, yeah. Just to say, I did it. Would you ever be interested in like operationalizing that? Like, you know, in terms of uh, creating those experiences for more people? I'm definitely working on that. Okay. I'm definitely working on that. So, so it sounds like we just like dug up something for us to connect. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, Cause like, that's why I like what you said about education. And I think why I picked up on it is because it's, you know, it's one thing to read something from a textbook, but no, it's like a completely different, like most of my travel has been mm-hmm. through work. Right. So mm-hmm. whereas your experience in Thailand as a, as a professional, as a fighter, I've also experienced countries like where these are my colleagues, these are my mm-hmm. coworkers, this is what I have to do. And it's like a whole different experience. And so I feel like that's the, like paying it forward. That's the best way like, for us to build that bridge, you know? To tell you the truth, I, I agree entirely with what you said, bro. Like I noticed because I've traveled like a lot too. Who you travel with can really dictate the course of how your trip goes. When some person is not willing to go on those, have those experiences, they're not willing to go out of their way. Like I always say yes to a lot of stuff. Yes. Bro, how we met. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I say yes to a lot of things because I just feel like something positive will come from whatever you do. Like if you're, if you're willing, yeah. like your, your intention that you put into the world of being positive and, and putting growth, I swear it'll work. So it's just like when you're with people who don't have that mentality and like, they're not willing to go out like that. It's different to go on a trip and be anthropological. And like really want to see the culture versus wanting to see a rendition of a privilege as an American citizen or, you know what I mean? Really see where you are. See the people. That's the value part. And that's what this whole thing is about. Exactly. Like promoting, like you said, more people, seeing it from like that anthropological lens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like in terms of how we connected, you know, I guess Instagram just got the algorithm right because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just scrolling. I'm here in Thailand. And then I say, oh, no, okay, dude, a fellow black man here like me uh, that I see in a Muay Thai. And then I can just mm-hmm. tell from the profile, all right, this man respects the culture. He's like, Thank you, bro. You just made my day, bro. Because, like, I, that's the number one thing. In everything I do, it's not to appropriate. It's to it's to have the people in the culture say, oh, you see him? Hey, he respects us. Right. In anything I do, that's number one. Because I feel like if you're not doing it for honor, if you're not doing it for a positive reason, like, why do you have a platform? People are watching. Even if it's a hundred people, they're watching your your message, your goal, like what you're doing, how you're living your life. It's a message. Right. Like you are a message, whether you know it or not. So I just feel like, why would you not make the effort to show the appreciation of other people's cultures? And then like, 
when it comes to your platform, you use music as your platform mm-hmm. as well. So, you, you know, you're a rapper. Uh, so how, how did you get into rap music? And then what, what's your whole philosophy on how you utilize your, your art? Oh, man, I was into rap before Muay Thai. Like, the thing is, right, with music, though, um, there's just, like, a subjectivity in art, which you, like, as, a, as an artist, you always have to understand. And you have to know how to take that with the criticism as well, that maybe, maybe this is objectively bad music, right? But maybe this music is objectively good and it's not made for this person, this listener. And maybe they're not able to see that it's good for whatever reason. It's not an excuse, but everything's not for everyone. Like even aspects of culture, sometimes you don't even appreciate the cultural food. Like it takes time to be exposed and to learn something. Like even art itself, like classical music, like classical works of art, you don't really just get it off of one time seeing it. It takes time. So I'm into writing literature, right? But as an artist, the subjectivity can leave you wanting more. So when I was like, let me do something that balances the the credit, right? Like you can be credited in a subjective way when people say, I just like it because I like it. But even that isn't a full compliment. Do you like it because of the masterful writing, the references, the allusions to history? Or do you just like it? It's not really a full compliment for my to show that you understood my intention and i want to be i want my intention understood that's why i liked when you said you saw the respect of the culture so as an artist i really want you i want the viewer to respect my intent more than anything with martial arts i'm like they can see the respect to the culture they'll see my physique they'll see my form they'll see my work they'll know that there's a respect there and it's inarguable so a bit of that subjectivity is gone in terms of something that's, you know, tangible. Like you can see my, my strength. You can look at my technique. You can see me training with these famous fighters. I can see that if someone's not on that wave, then some of that trash. People be like trash. Like, some people want to just be like trash. Like yeah. at the end of the day, art also like a, a brand, when someone invests in a brand and supporting a brand too, a lot of time, the brand has something to offer them. Music is the same way, though. Sometimes a person uses their interest to show I'm more sophisticated than the next guy. It's like branding. So you kind of got to be weary about that, too. But that's why I prioritize authenticity. So then who would you say, whether it's your ideal audience or the audience that you just naturally attracted with your music? It's like people that have alternative interests because like my references are all over the place. Like I'll... I got a song like Return of the King. People love that song. It's like references to anime, references to uh, the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. It's just just references all over the place, bro. Like it's it's just all over the place in that sphere. If you're in that sphere of alternative interests, you'll 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 like Kashan for sure. When it comes to anime, then like what are you, what's your current watch and just like your all time favorites? Right, uh, right now I'm watching Fire Force. I can't wait until Demon Slayer comes back, bro. I I love Demon Slayer so much. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. I like all Gundam though. Like, uh, I really love Attack on Titan, bro. I love this drum. You like Attack on Titan? Wait, 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 wait. How do you feel about Aaron? <laughs> Aaron? I think Aaron is a revolutionary. I think Aaron, like, all, he's young, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like I can see why. He, I wouldn't call him misguided. I heard there's controversy about how it all ended. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But 
right now to me, even though I don't agree with him all the way, but I do kind of see him as the GOAT, though, because... He's he didn't like, go, I'm sorry, bro, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The way, the way he pulled the okie doke, Aaron is just all about his people. And so even though... That's I what I'm with, bro. I don't agree with how far he took it, but at the end of the day, I respect the man that is going that hard for his people. I can't not respect it. Like, I'm sorry, like... It, Respect it, bro. I'm sorry. You're not about to sit here and praise Itachi to me. You're not going to sit here and praise Itachi to me and have a cult following for a guy that genocided his own people and then tell me Aaron is crazy. Right. I'm literally speechless because, like, yeah, again, to be a geek, like, Itachi, I see why people, he's cool. He's a cool dude. The character design and the abilities, bro. Let's keep it real. I'm like, I was like, yo, unless so, you like hit, like, you know, like, if we, we watched the movie Black Judas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, man, how did that person turn on the Panthers? And well, that's Itachi. Like, you know what I mean? And Thank then, you, yeah, bro. I was like, yeah, he's a cool character, but he got manipulated, turned on his own, but you can't tell me that was the only way. I tell people this all the time. Itachi is just a character who has a brilliant character design. Yeah. His image is fire. He looks amazing. His, like, he, like, his disposition is amazing. Right. His abilities are amazing. The Sharingan skills are amazing. Like, he just looks cool, bro. But in terms of what he did, stop it, bro. He's a a case study on how efficient propaganda can be. Hey, man, look. (laughs) You you got me going ham. I got a whole project on based on Attack on Titan coming out, bro. I swear, bro. Like, I really thought about it so long. And I I really think that's a genius series, bro. Mm -hmm. It's truly genius. And it's just like, this is the reality of war. These are the atrocities of war. Like, none of it is logical or can be made logical. You're taking human life. How is any of this logical? Yeah. But at the end of the day, when it's that kind of position, it's us or them. Mm-hmm. Like, we see those kind of situations every day in real life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an African-American, bro. Like, I, I grew up or I had to read about Martin Luther King fighting for human rights. Right. The I Have a Dream speech begging to be, to, to be equal in America. Right. For his people. For my people. And it's all peace. When I watch Attack on Titan, right? Like at first, I was like, I hate Aaron, bro. I, 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 I really hate characters. Characters that are, they can't get their motivation. Yeah. They, they can't get it right. Like one foot in, one foot out. I can't transform. I don't. I can't turn into a Titan. I don't want to fight. I don't know. I'm not ready to rise to the occasion. I don't like characters like that. Right. I would rather have a polarizing character that's like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But bef- I think people fall into into love with the potential of certain characters. Yeah. But when it is a time of need, potential doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. In a time of need, potential is not sufficient. That's a life lesson. Right? Yeah. I don't think it's a heroic trait where you're indecisive. Indecisiveness is not a heroic trait. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I hate to say it, but there are times where you can... Villains have heroic traits. I just don't agree with what they're doing. There are heroic traits to villains. I just, I just couldn't be a villain like i just couldn't yeah this this whole conversation to me is shows the beauty of like cross-culture interaction with mediums right like mm-hmm. how we watch anime and then how it touches us as black people you know and thank like, you bro he, he started with fire force <laughs> i think it's ogun uh you know the the black character mm-hmm. in there. and and it, and it comes to like when you say when you say like uh people being able to respect the intention you put in the work. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize he was named after you, like a Yoruban deity. His know? abilities are Yoruba. Yeah. He's like know. Yoruba spear, Yoruba flame. I was right. like, oh, they showing up. I was like, exactly. this is lit. On the flip side, seeing you in Muay Thai, mm-hmm. right? And just like, like you said, there's a difference between like appreciation and appropriation. I didn't think of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Wow. And I'm here. And of course, there's some forms of appropriation, but I feel like 
you know, like, for example, I just got my hair braided today. Mm-hmm. And the woman I did, you could tell, it's like, she just generally learned how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and she was just like with black people. And mm-hmm. she was just, I was like, how'd you learn? And she was just like, oh, like, uh, my boyfriend taught me, you know, mm-hmm. he was doing it. And then, you know, I was helping him, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then when I go out and then my friend, my homeboys just came here. He was mm-hmm. like, wow, like, I see a lot of these people you know, have the same style as us mm-hmm. in many ways. He's like, but it doesn't feel wrong here, you know? You, I have a... Bro, look, I make hip-hop with producers out here and artists out here, bro. Yeah. They're not African-American. I always look for who is trying to respect the culture. Right. If Because if, then we on the same journey. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing Muay Thai. I'm a black guy in Thailand doing Muay Thai. I didn't come here to appropriate and say, oh, we're better. Or I came here to when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I would do the same thing in any country I was in. Right. I would go do as the local people do. When I went to Bali, I was literally playing chess on the side of the road with local people. Yeah. I would ask people, hey, where do y'all go eat? And they would tell me, oh, we go eat here. I didn't do the touristy stuff. Like I just feel like it's not fun. Like yeah. I, I don't think it's fun to, to not see the culture. To me, that's not fun, bro. There's, there's no adventure there. So, yo, I went on a grab trip with my grab driver in Bali, bro. He was like, yo, just take my phone number. I took his number and I called him up instead of going through Grab. Yeah. And he came to drop me at this restaurant because I was just going to a bunch of different restaurants, right? And he called me and he had to go on a Grab drive while he was driving me. So he couldn't say no. <laughs> bro, I went on a drive with him, bro. Like, it was delivering food with him. That shit was mad fun, bro. And, like, I think, I, and I'm sure we, ha- as men, we have a bit more luxury to do this. But, like, I, I'm always, my best travel stories come from just doing the most random mm-hmm. off the wall, you know, just like, yeah, like the random invite from the random local, yep. you know? Um, so then curious then is like, how do you, what advice or anything you can speak on for those people that like, you know, in terms of like those cross-culture interactions, especially like people like us from back home, mm-hmm. it's just like that may be intimidated to come to Thailand or like, or whether it's a Thai or Asian person listening and then they see our culture mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, how do I get involved? Like, you know, well, we can do better as people from different cultures in terms of connecting with one another in a genuine way. I think, honestly, man, like I'm really selective about who I who I connect with mm-hmm. because to me, I can like I can just feel the energy, bro. Like I'm I'm sorry, like it sounds crazy. I can just feel the energy. I don't know how to explain it, man. Like I, I just get a feeling, and I just I I I try to use that to navigate. You can tell when like people are genuine. Right. Like, I don't I don't know, man. Like for real. I don't really have that issue. If I'm in the presence of the person, I already know, bro. Like, I could just feel the vibe. I don't know how to explain it. So, could you say, like, that could be the word of advice for people like that? They just put yourself out there and then, like, let your intuition guide you on, like, who's genuine and who's not. Really I think, genuine. how do you feel? Like, do you feel love? Do you feel support? Do you feel like these people are interested? Like, this is not my country, bro. You got either you're going to network and learn how to meet people or you just going to fail at everything, bro. So, you got to go meet people somehow. I've done this a million times, bro. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Opportunities come in all type of forms, bro. Maybe you saw me on something from someone's event that I was at to support them. How did you find me? Like, things like that. Just being out there. You know what I mean? Like, trying. Like, that's one thing I would say. Why I'm here at all is trying stuff. Like, like just follow through. Because if, if I was comfortable with just being in the U.S. doing Muay Thai, I would have never come here. Because I wouldn't see that there's a need to learn more. Trying things and a need to learn more. And that just at the end of the day, you could only learn but so much in your own comfort zone, in your mm-hmm. own home environment. You got to put yourself on. Number one. So I guess the last question then is for you, you know, whether it's just your experience in Thailand, especially your experience in Thailand, but just overall, like what has been the most rewarding part, uh, you know, of your travel experience? Man, um, there's just a lot of things. It's the people I met, man, like uh, the experience with culture. 
I've learned a lot. Even I just think the learning is the best part. Um, the experiences are, are irreplaceable. N- nothing can replace that. And they just leave a large impact on your life. And you just, and you just see how hard people work all over the world. And one thing that really made me go hard being here, bro, it really is as simple as just going to school, man. Yeah. In the U.S., just go to school, bro. I understand that as a people, African Americans, we've been we've been ostracized, we've been persecuted a lot. I'm telling people, bro, it's as easy as go to school, finish school, get an education, and build your family. It's really that easy. I'm sorry. The first generation will have it a bit harder. The next generation is better. Just build your family. Educate your kids. You get an education. Build your family. Value your community. It's that simple. When you see the things like I already know what it is to be. I'm a, I'm a real African American, bro. Like this, not I'm not disconnected. Right. I'm not disconnected from what's going on in the news. What, like what's happening. That's always going on. Right. But there are things that we have to continue to focus on. We have to continue to focus on building the community. We have to continue to focus on helping others and to understand that. Helping yourself is to help your neighbor. Everyone benefits when the community is stronger. Right. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean to exclude others who are not African-American. It means we live in a community where we should prioritize these things and pass knowledge around to others and help. Just do do unto your neighbor as you would do unto yourself. So I feel like we could talk about a million things, but I think that's also a beautiful note to end on. Bro. Like, I really appreciate you coming out. Thank you, bro. I, I really love this friend, bro. For real. Yeah, for sure, man. Love this episode? Head over to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Click the link on the description box to download the ultimate guide. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to join us next week for another amazing episode of Why We Travel.